0: Hello and welcome to a brand new podcast from the Tailgate Society. I think we're going to call this one Old Men Yell at Clouds. Uh, This is, like I said, a brand new podcast. I am Tim Johnson. I am joined by Chris Shipley. Chris, how are we doing tonight? We're doing great. Excited. Uh, Chris and I spend some time on Twitter looking at all of the stupid things people are saying and doing right now and it started to get us thinking about what we would, would what advice we would give what we would say to those people and really what stupid things we did ourselves and maybe why we feel so uh, qualified to give advice on stupid Stupid things.
1: Qualified is the word I would use. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Certifiable might be a word as well. Veteran. Um, Yeah. There, there has been no shortage of of arguing, bickering, um, debates, robust debates. Uh, on the internet's uh, over a very uh, a wide array of, of topics, uh, we have no shortage of, of stupid things going on. Uh, Chris, what's what's eating you up right now that you're you're reading about online?
1: Oh man, it's it's just crazy for me. the The amount of what I call viral videos of people catching other people just doing. Terrible things, or 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 shitty things, or or whatever is beyond imaginable now. And I always I always read those or look at those and think to myself, man, I'm glad there wasn't a camera back then when I was that. <laughs> <age."> <laughs> you know, I uh I had a conversation one time with my with my uh, daughter who's a junior at Iowa State, and I said to her, I was like, listen, you the stupid shit that you do and the, and the mistakes that you make are probably no different than the ones that I did you're just unlucky enough to be in an era where a 1,000 people can see it within 30 seconds because it's caught on video. And me, I got away with it because my dad didn't even answer the phone when I would call. So.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you have a daughter at Iowa State. Iowa State is certainly one of those places that we have seen in the news recently. We have seen pictures and videos of... Parties that are out of control. Nobody's wearing a mask. You haven't caught your daughter in one of these videos yet, right?
1: I have not. No, she claims to be uh, fully entrenched in her apartment and not at 801 or whatever the <laughs> hell that thing was. <laughs> it's my age. Uh, that's what I've been assured of. Uh, but you know, she was pretty locked down for the last six months. It was a long spring break for her and I.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh I'm sure. I'm sure. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I, I look at this and I get angry and, and I want to shout at those college kids like, this is why we don't have nice things. Right. This is, this is why we can't get past this. But, you know, they're kids, right? So yeah. that
1: sometimes you have to be the adult in the room and, yeah, realize that they're 18, 19, 20-year-old kids, but they're still kids. They don't think fully through on their reactions right and part of that is on the university as well for putting them in that situation if you really thought that you were going to bring 35,000 18 to 24 year old kids in centralized area and they weren't going to party you're fooling
0: yourself yeah no i i that's that's true cuz as as much as i sit there and i say you guys are are idiots i also then stop and go i would have been that idiot and there were a lot of times I was a really big idiot and I needed someone that probably would have stepped in. You know, I, I think the challenge is, is, is we've learned a lot over the last 20 years about the psychology and brain development of older adolescent into early adulthood more than, than we have ever known before. We know that the brain is still developing into your mid-20s. I think it's probably okay to acknowledge what you just said, that, you know, without being a helicopter parent, the university have people with decades of experience, decades of knowledge, decades of leadership. Why aren't they making these decisions and, and being pragmatic about it?
1: Right. Yep. We, we had a whole discussion. Uh, President Winterstein had put out that email that any um, – you know, another, another lesson that I think a 20 year old kid doesn't realize, right? She, she got this email that uh, President Winterstein said that any off campus gathering that they deemed was irresponsible could be resulting in uh suspension due to the student code of conduct. Mm-hmm. And she was outraged. How can they do that? It's off campus and so on and so on. I was like, listen, if you think that, that 10 years from now, when you're working for a co- for a company and a corporation, and you have that company stamped on your social media as you work here and you work there, that you're not held to the company standards of what they realize, and you make decisions based off of that, you're going to have consequences. It, yeah. it, and, 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 and if I hear one more time somebody says, well, it's a free country, I should be able to do what, what I want. You're absolutely right. It is a free country. But Nobody ever said there isn't consequences for your actions.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean, we're we're certainly seeing that a lot right now. You mentioned the viral videos as we kick this thing off. I don't know how many times a week, probably times a day, we see another video posted of some 50-year-old man blowing a gasket because someone asked him to put on a mask in a private business. And we're learning a lot of times after the fact that Costco, Ken, or whoever, you know, whoever we've made fun of for doing this, lost their job as a result. And I, and so, yeah, they do need to learn that those consequences are, are far broader than who you think you are in your private life.
1: It, it's not cancel culture. It's consequences of your actions. I just, I, and I, and I, I go down a rabbit hole so many times on Twitter. It, it's <laughs> Twitter is is wonderful and terrible at the same time. <laughs> like I it, it, it's a wonderful outlet outlet to to vent off some steam and to find other people that agree that that agree with you or disagree with you or whatever. I've met some amazing people on there that that are truly good friends. And then there's some nut jobs that just I think they live in their parents' basement and just wait for people to get on there because they got nothing better to do. But If I have, I've yet to have somebody come back to me and tell me what the difference is of being required to wear a mask than it is for you to get in that car and you went to Costco and had to snap a seatbelt. Yeah. Somebody's got, it's for the greater good. I can't walk into High V grocery store without a shirt on or shoes. Now, If you looked at me, nobody would want me walking around without a shirt on, anyways. <laughs> but that prefer, said, yeah,
0: I prefer if you wore a mask. Nice,
1: honest people looking, people out there walking around, I don't want them walking in there without a shirt on either.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I've never understood is like it's a lot harder to put on a pair of socks and put on a pair of shoes and lace them up, just the physical effort and the time involved, than it is to slip on a mask. Uh, But suddenly the mask is a huge violation when anything else. Plus, I I think the risk of transmission with uh, bare feet for a lot of things is lower than actually breathing on people. Right. Uh, But we just got so used to having to do the no shirt, no shoes, no service for decades upon decades that I think people don't bother to step back and, and even try to equate the two. I think right now it's just been um a whole lot of arguing but my freedoms like right. it's really something that's preventing you any more than than any of those other rules that apply
1: 100 percent. it's it's unfathomable to me that that we're in this terrible pandemic and the thought of wearing a, a mask over your face is a is a trampling of your civil liberties
0: yeah, I I don't really even understand what rights like it's it's not like you you're having anything taken away from you. You're you're right. just having to put on a mask. It's not like, you know, it's not like when people get upset that they're coming to take the guns. Um they're not taking anything away from you. They're just telling you to put on a mask in public. Right.
1: Yeah. And, and and the people that I, I almost think, I sometimes think when I see those videos, that's got to be staged. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, that's got to be set up. There's no way in it somebody is that ridiculously stupid. But then I think to myself, what kind of a loser has to say, this will be a great idea to make us famous, but I'll be the one that looks <laughs> like a douchebag, right? <laughs> like, I, I want. I want that part in the play that we're going to have today. So that's when I go back and go, no, I really think that dude is just serious. Yeah. Yeah. The the ones that that just sit there and tape it, those are the ones that get on my nerves too. Like at some (laughs) point,
0: I'm just dropping the phone and I'm just going to kick your ass. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I sit sit there and, and I make fun of them and they get me angry and... I like to think that I'm not going to be that much of uh, a jerk as, you know, as they are about any other issue. And so it got me thinking, have there been times where I have lost my cool? Sure. Have there been times where where I've gone overboard? Absolutely. Um, Have there been times that I'm glad that people haven't had a camera around? Certainly. Um... You know, I, I want to say, oh, maybe those incidences are are different, or are are spurned on by something different. But you know, acting stupid sometimes is just about acting stupid too. Um, I but- think it's becoming more mature. Sure. I,
1: I it's funny that we that we're talking about this today because I I, uh, I have an issue <laughs> with my ex wife today. <laughs> who I try to avoid like the the plague. And uh, I I posted I, – I never post – first of all, people that post Facebook things like, oh, what a terrible day. Don't ask me about it, though, because I don't want to talk about it. Those people yeah. drive me – they piss me off, right? But yeah. it's another thing that you know I'll yell at the cloud about. But it was all I could do today. And I just – I literally just posted today and said – pre 2009 Chris would eviscerate and go scorched earth on a certain person today. And they don't want me to go there. And I was like, there's a good example of 10, 11 years ago, the, the Chris that I was probably would have burnt every fucking bridge he had mm-hmm. and would have went absolutely postal. Um, And there were a few text messages that flew off today. Uh, <laughs> But, I have no, I have no idea what you're talking about. That right, never happened. But uh, oh, and also, don't have your fiance slash boyfriend slash whatever the guy is call me and try to talk to me because I ain't talking to that douchebag
0: either. So. Oh boy, uh, so much of this is hitting a little close so, to the phone.
1: <laughs> But I, I just had to put the phone down, and then at that point, my uh, current wife walked in, and I was like, you know, looking at her, it's just not worth. <laughs> Things are so much better. That's the reason why I'm not pre-Chris 2009 anymore cuz yeah. I'm a lot older and I'm a lot more calmer and I just need to take a breath here and figure it out and those are the times I kind of go, "Okay, big guy, I I need I'm going to sit in my recliner. I'll let you take over for a while."
0: So you're talking pre-2009, you were a very, you know, you were a different person. Thinking back even further than that, since we were talking about college, you have you know you are the parent of a college student um, what are some of those things that that maybe you did looking back that you're no. glad that it wasn't uh, you know, uh, it's, an it's internet Caitlin, for
1: i moved uh, I moved Caitlin into her uh, apartment uh, a week and a half ago two weeks ago and uh on my Facebook feed, it popped up the, two years ago. She's a junior. Two years ago when we had moved her into her dorm. And I remember thinking, I don't remember my parents moving me into the dorm. I don't remember my move-in day. I do, however, remember move-in night. <laughs> uh, I remember uh, I had met a group of guys on the floor. I lived in uh, Towers, Nap House, or Nap, which oh. is over there. Yeah, I was just gonna
0: say that's already trouble. Yeah.
1: I think I might have the the house sweatshirt in a in a box back here that might maybe might fit my kid. Now it would not fit me. <laughs> um, and uh, we somehow I don't even know how we got there. We went to this. Somebody said there was a party at this house, and we went to this house. And all I remember was there's this this big huge table in the middle of this living room with a bunch of people playing quarters. That's all I remember. And I didn't start drinking until I was about a senior in high school. So I was a late bloomer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Played a lot of quarters. Um, so I'm like, I I'll I'll clean up at this game. I'll kick everybody's ass. And so I don't know, about a half an hour in, some dude sits a pitcher of beer, a full pitcher of beer in the middle of the table. And he goes, We're gonna play quarters with this, and you need to bang the quarter into this pitcher. And immediately I was like, Well, that's the dumbest fucking idea I ever heard. That's nobody can make that in there. And the guy went, clink (laughs) okay you can drink fuck I'll drink it I don't care and I slammed that whole thing down I slammed it down on the ground I go I'll I'll bet you 20 bucks you can't do it again (laughs) bang right into the (laughs) and I was like another one of those Chris moments where I was like you really need to keep your mouth shut so of course I drank that at that point I, I was out like, I, it it was, I mean, I don't know, what, 64 ounces of beer in five minutes? It was a lot of beer. Yeah. And I was a big dude. So I was stagging around, and all I know, all I remember at that point is, is everybody I'd met on my floor were gone. <laughs> Nobody was there. Some random dude in a silver hatchback gave me a ride back to the towers. <laughs> And all I remember is sitting next to the towers and just throwing up for like a half an hour. And I thought to myself, I'm one night in on the side of my residence hall. This is going to be epic. So, move in day, I don't remember. Move
0: in night, you
1: would think I wouldn't remember.
0: (laughs) Uh, So, when you go back uh, to to take your daughter uh, there and you drive by, now, thankfully, like you said, uh, towers are no longer there, but when you drive by some of those spots and some of those memories uh, come flooding back and you're there with your daughter, do you get a little anxious?
1: Uh, a little bit. I think she may have heard that story before. My youngest boys probably haven't heard that story. They're super excited to hear this story, I'm sure. But, uh, <laughs> uh, they. Uh, it's more of a don't do what Dad did. You should probably do better, right? <laughs> uh, I didn't make it through three semesters, and I got put on academic probation, and then had to move home. And that there, there's a dad for you. I got home. I remember getting kicked out of school, and my dad said uh, he was paying for school out of his own pocket. Mm-hmm. Now, at the time, that was like tw- like two grand a semester. That's a that's chump change back then, you know, compared to what yeah. it is now. And uh, you know, he worked. Really hard at construction, did it, you know. And I remember he sat and I was scared to death. I thought for sure, man, I was gonna I was gonna get my ass kicked. And all he said was is he was like, Well, I always thought I'd disappoint you instead of the other way around. And I was <laughs> like, Oh my gosh, can't <laughs> that's worse than a beating <laughs> So I was like, Well, shit, <laughs> can't do that anymore. <sighs> so that's uh so then, yeah, when we go around campus or whatever, I tend to tell her those stories to remind her not to do the things that I did. Uh-huh. But then uh, I quickly reminded her that even though it wasn't her fault and COVID made her come home early, she technically didn't make it any longer her first three <laughs> <than I did. laughs>
0: Oh, that's funny. That's funny. I, you know, uh, my, both my parents went to Iowa State. So they kind of have their own memories and, and I, you know, my sisters, both my sisters and I went to Iowa State um, and now my sister's kids are, are at Iowa State. And I think back to the memories that I had and, and I wonder, A, are my, you know, my niece and nephew at, at Iowa State, are they making the same mistakes I did? And then I th- go forward and I go, wait, did my dad. Did my parents make the same mistakes I did? Yeah. Uh, you know, because I've, I've always, I mean, to this day, I've always thought that my dad was a, just a better adult than I have ever been and probably ever will be. Uh, but I, I have to imagine that there are some times and some memories that my dad hasn't shared and he's probably never going to share. Uh, and I feel like I'll probably be the same way. Yeah, there's certain things that I
1: uh, keep to myself and keep to my vest that uh, probably my wife is the only one that would know and needs to know. Uh, (laughs) It's hard to picture your dad or your parents as a 20 year old partying, hanging out, doing whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because, you know, my dad was such a stick in the butt after a while. (laughs) Uh, So kind of the same deal right it's hard to to and i think that's part of the allure right you part of being a parent is knowing that you in my mind i know like i i pull my oldest who's 24 years old uh and she struggles a lot a lot with uh with jobs and 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 just keeping her head on straight and i'll be like man i can see you're already making a decision here and i can see five steps down the road that this isn't going to work yeah but you won't listen to me you know what I mean and uh and I remember having those same conversations with my dad where he'd be like you if you just can listen to me for five minutes, you wouldn't be in the <laughs> you know in the mess you're in, but that's who made me who I am now, right
0: yeah, uh,
1: I tell my wife all the time, I'll say sometimes like, you know, I know it sounds like I'm really hard on the boys, but you think I'm a pretty decent guy, right?" And she's like, yeah. And I said, well, that's because my dad treated me that way. You know. Yeah. That's, uh, or my dad, you know, did certain things or whatever. My my dad was an eighth grade dropout, uh, worked construction and, and sold and was a hustler his entire life. But you didn't meet a man that didn't know more about politics. Mm-hmm. Didn't know a man that didn't know more about treating people with respect and showing honor and and being a man of his word mm-hmm. and things like that and if i could lead, if i could live up to half of that i'd be pretty ecstatic about that
0: sure sure no I, absolutely i you know and i, I think kind of what you get to is is there's a a cyclical nature to all of all of this stuff that you can see things coming because you've been there um which I think goes back to your original point of why are we letting these kids even back on campus? Shouldn't we all know, because we've been there, that, that they're not going to follow the rules?
1: And they've had six months to come up with something. That's what yeah. slays me. Yeah. I, when they shut everything down and they they you could see the trend of what was happening, we weren't getting any better. Mm-hmm. And then we started to open up. And I think that gave people a false sense of, well, you know, it is what it is, and I and to be one hundred percent honest with you, there's times that I don't sit here and go, I maybe it's not as bad as 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 we think, you know, oh, and, sure. and and I don't personally know anybody. Um, I know a few people, but I don't know anybody that I've seen get super sick or that's mm-hmm. tested positive. Mm-hmm. And there, you know, how many times do I walk through my local fairway and go to the grocery store a week, three times a week? I mean, I. All you can do is minimize risk. I don't think that you can shut everything down. But when we did shut down, where were all the smart people trying to come up with a thing that was going to get us out of it? Because I don't think they did that. And that's the missed opportunity. And even with back to school now with high school, uh, yeah. my my two sons are, are special needs. And and they have they go to a Genesis program that is like a work study program and things like that. But if they go 100% online, they don't have any program for them. Yeah. And it's been six months. How do you not have a program for them? How do you not have – again, we're talking about dads. My dad would always tell me, that's a great plan. You better have a backup plan. Yeah. Like, okay, so you're going to do this. What do you? What's going to happen if that doesn't happen? Well, that won't happen. Well, really? Do you know that? Because I don't know that. And you damn well better have a plan for it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, here, here we are. Uh, my daughter's school is supposed to start any day now and I say any day now because I'm still not certain that we know what day it's going to start and they keep on having emergency meetings to have uh, to pivot from what the, the last meeting told me and so I'll'll watch one uh, online thing about what the the next steps are for for going back to school and then like literally two days later they'll they'll send a, an email saying oh no we're doing this differently or we're doing this differently and uh, and it's some of these things that, to me, seem like they should have been obvious. The biggest struggle that my daughter's uh, school district is, is dealing with is staffing. And it really seems to me, And talking to a lot of the teachers I know in the district, they weren't even consulted. And call me crazy, I think teachers are a critical part of the education process. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> My wife is, you... uh, is a teacher. She's an ELL, English as a Second Language teacher. Yeah. And for sure, I mean, she's she is uh, dedicated and wants to be in the classroom with those kids. But she, you know, she's not entirely sure what's going to happen or or what the plan is. Uh, the boys went to school today, their first day back in. Here's 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 how I it just. In my mind, it's just not gonna work, right? Uh-huh. We we get told that school starts at 8:25. They can't enter the building until 8.10. So that's a 15-minute window for people to enter the building and get to their classroom, right? Uh-huh. So let's say, I don't know, there's a thousand kids that go to that school. You've now given them a 15-minute window to fit f- thousand kids through five entryway doors in 15 minutes. So and I get they don't want kids showing up early and hanging out in the student center and mingling in the hallways and hanging out. I get that. But then I dropped the boys off today, and there's like a hundred kids standing outside, all congregated together, waiting to get into the school. Yeah. So what point, like, did we not think of that?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you look at what happened with that school in Georgia. That you know they famously said they're they're not letting kids post pictures of social media and they're not really, uh, you know, they they basically flaunted this whole thing and now they're shut down and back to a distance learning. Right. Uh, It feels like this should have been something that, that again, adults should have been able to see coming, but sometimes I think we, we all just tend to get blind to, uh, to, reality when we are focused on either optimism or just tunnel vision towards what we want to happen yeah you know I'm not really a believer in the secrets right you know the whole idea of the secret that you can you can will something into existence just by by focusing your energy on it but it sure seems like people want to believe that they can get this thing to go away and resolve itself by just plow on ahead anyway i mean if I that
1: was the case i'd be sitting saturdays in jack trice stadium drinking beers and watching the cyclones yeah yeah absolutely not a thing that I, i'll tell you right now if you think i'm a nut job now if we don't have some kind of sports in the fall <laughs> i will be unbearable i will not be able to handle it it's the only thing that's keeping me off edge no no, no i i hear ya. But that's, you know, you're exactly right. Willing it into existence isn't going to happen. And sticking your head in the sand and hoping that it goes away is not going to happen. And in the words of, you know, Trump, it's not just going to disappear. Yeah. So that's, that's that's not reality. We're not, we're not living in reality here.
0: Well, why don't we go ahead and take a break we'll we'll hear a little word from our sponsors dead barbecue sauce you can find them on the web at deadeyebbq.com they have just recently launched four new super fruit uh flavoring. i have not gotten any of those yet but uh, uh we'll go ahead and let them have a word and we will be back in a bit
1: back when i started dead Eye, i knew i wanted to innovate the barbecue game since day one, we've offered a premium barbecue product unlike anything else on the market. Great and Irene had something special tucked away on a recipe card in her cupboard. And there was no way we weren't going to do something about it. So we decided to take it one step further, introducing Deadeye Superfood Barbecue Sauce. We've got five new flavors, graviola, acerola, pink guava, acai, and dragon fruit. They're a first of its kind, and they're packed with flavor. Find it at your local grocer today or at DeadeyeBBQ.com.
0: And we are back. Once again, this is Old Men Yell at Clouds. I am Tim Johnson, joined by Chris Shipley. Uh, We (laughs) promise to go ahead and and stay as grumpy as possible for you all. Um, But we don't want to uh, just focus on everything that's dumb. I think part of what we're hoping to be able to do is is sit here and say, all right, well, we've been dumb. We've done some dumb things. Um, How can we go about avoiding correcting or... or, um, just otherwise acknowledging and and coping with the challenges that are going on uh, whether that be dumb college kids or frustrated adults in the middle of of uh costco or uh any of the challenges that were going on um because of course chris and i have all of the answer i think all of our our well-earned knowledge and experience makes us uh obviously experts i think i don't know
1: i've said it many times if people would just listen to us it would be, <laughs> we wouldn't have a bunch
0: of problems
1: <laughs> but nobody wants to listen to us
0: yeah no absolutely i well and that's one of the 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 things when i think about all of the dumb things that i did in college i think about the time that a uh, that I went to a house party uh, halfway to Huxley, and the next Monday, a, a girl I didn't know came up to me uh, after a class and said, "I had to pee outside of a barn because of you, because apparently I'd locked myself in the bathroom." But, um, <laughs> I, you know. Those are those things where I'm, you know, maybe I don't want to tell those stories. And I don't know how much, how many stories should be a cautionary tale or how many of those are things that people just kind of have to learn and suffer through on their own. And I think, you know, that's definitely a, a balance right now with some of these things. You look at college football, you mentioned college football. Some conferences have said, hey, we looked at the, the, science behind myocarditis and all that associated heart issues. And the last thing we want to have is is a uh, is a college kid having a heart attack in the middle of a game. And other conferences have said, hey, we're going to let this play out. We're going to see what's going to happen. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why so many people are frustrated yelling on both sides of the fence because the two strategies are pretty pretty diametrically opposed.
1: Yeah my my only con- my only question on the groups that aren't playing are none of that's going to change in the spring when you're going to you're going to play in the spring none yeah. of that's going to change if that's a if 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 that is a consequence of covid-19 and you're concerned about it that's not going away um the other part of that for me is is cte is a hell of a lot more prevalent and a chance to happen, sure. And that, and you're willing to, you were willing to to risk that for those kids. That's that's what I don't fully grasp, right? I think, I think that, I think the Pac-12 is is nobody cares what the Pac-12 does. <laughs> um,
0: the Pac-12 doesn't the, even care what the Pac-12 does. Right,
1: right. I mean, I'm not. I, I mean, unless I got money on it, I'm not watching you know, Cal versus Arizona at eleven o'clock at night. I'm just <laughs> not gonna watch it. Um but I think the Big Ten really thought that they were in a better position to push these other conferences and they stepped out on a on a on a ledge and then have realized nobody's following them. And what a turn of events that all the power fell to the Big Twelve
0: <laughs> seven or eight
1: years ago there might not have been a Big Twelve around. So
0: yeah, I you know it, it it's it's funny when you think about it like that. I guess I I'm still probably in, in the the wait and see. I think some people have already kind of declared victory over the Big 10 on this. Um but like you said, it's not going to go away in the spring and I, as, if we continue to to march along and don't have plans like we were talking about, uh do we have plans in place for, uh, you know, a large outbreak, you know, Major League Baseball, for instance, has struggled the, the, the you know, the Marlins and the Cardinals in particular uh, and, you know, those people are getting paid a lot of money to, to stay put and they can't do it. Right. Uh, certainly, I think some college kids are going to benefit from the structure of having a, a you know, their sports be in, in sort of a bubble, but you know, we see all the time that that college athletes do stupid things and get second right. and third and fourth chances. So yeah. I'm not so naive to to believe that that this is going to be universally followed. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I I
1: do think there's an incentive for those guys though, right? And I do think, I I think the the universities were going to bring those kids back regardless. So if that was the case and they're going to be there regardless then why not put them in a football environment those kids that are in a football environment with the best doctors and the best care and something to play for Iowa State will just choose Iowa State cuz and I I've I've um I've seen Matt Campbell operate um probably four or five times at a at what they call Victory Day which is a an event that they had every fall for special needs kids to go. They get paired up and buddied with a football player and be on the field and interact with Coach Campbell. And and my boys got to do it for five years in a row. And to me, Coach Campbell is a different breed, right? Like he – last year the boys were at a game. They were on, on the hillside, and he hadn't seen them for a year. And as he was walking out to the tunnel, he walked over and caught his eye and went over there and said, hey, Josh and Jordan, how you doing? I mean who who remembers two random kids, you know, so but I think he's got that program so focused and that and, and it's such a family there that I think those guys really buy into the fact of we're in it together uh-huh. and uh we've got something to play for here and if we follow the rules we and, and do the best we can, we've we've got a reason to stay safe, right? Uh-huh. And I think if you take that away from those kids that incentive is gone and i i have a hard time on the flip side of that of hearing these football coaches go well you know if they're not if we don't have football then they're going to go home to a to an to an a bad environment or they're going to go home to a to an area where um uh it's not safe and i then that's when i want to go but aren't they students they'd still be in class right well, like why would they go home i don't get that argument
0: that's that's been one of the things that has been really frustrating to me is people keep on saying, well, you know, it it keeps them engaged. I'm like, well, if they, if the only thing keeping them engaged uh, for school is football, what are they doing in the spring when they're not playing football? Are they not engaged in school? <laughs> I, I I mean I I know some aren't, but you know, there are a lot of other football players that you're seeing that that get good grades and are academic all Americans. Uh, maybe football helps them stay engaged in school um, i don 't know i just I could go off on a whole other rant about how what we really need is uh, a better farm system for for football and for basketball and it would absolutely ruin college athletics so it 's not what i I want to see selfishly right. as, a, as a college sports fan. Uh, no one bats an eye when a 19-year-old kid foregoes college to go play baseball, right? And the farm systems work. If you look at the minor league player of the year, uh, if you you know if you can just pull that up on Wikipedia, minor league player of the year, you're gonna see names you recognize. You're gonna see uh, Mike Trout. Uh, you're gonna see you know Justin Moore. No, I think was on there. Maybe not. But Joe Mauer. You're gonna see these names yeah. uh, of of players that. Hit it uh, in the minors and made it big in the majors. You look at the the NBA. You look at the G League. There are like three guys that won G League MVP that made any type of even dent into uh, into the NBA because the real talent that is that level below NBA isn't the G League. It's college.
1: Yeah. There's there's eight Cyclones playing in the NBA playoffs right now. Seven of them went the G League route. Yeah. And three of them are playing major minutes. Four. Well, not anymore. Mary Shea got, got eliminated yesterday. But Yeah,
0: that's true. You know, Yang and,
1: and, and uh and Thomas all played G League or semi-pro and are making major con- con- contributing minutes now.
0: Yeah, but I don't think it was really a matter of, of them coming up through the G League. Matt Thomas, you know, came through Europe, and I think that's a viable option. You know, Ying, it was about getting drafted and having to go back to the G right. League. Right, yeah. Right? So yeah. It's, it's really been more a matter of this is where we stuff players who aren't ready to go than it is about where we develop players to bring them up.
1: Yeah, Yep. Yeah, no, I, a hundred percent. We could, yeah, we could go round and round about whether or not a, a farm system is better than than college ball. Uh, that's that's for sure. So, if again, would a farce of one and dones, I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I I don't know.
0: You know, I and then Kansas
1: would be decimated, and I'd be
0: perfectly okay with it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> They'd still have Perry Ellis. Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, um I don't know. I, I I feel like we've we've solved uh COVID in college. What what else is, is is uh getting on your nerves?
1: Boy. I we could we could dive into politics, but I'll tell you what. The the absolute just i i hesitant to say cuz i got a lot of friends and i got a lot of people that i respect that are that are republicans mm-hmm. and that um but man it's just hard for me to wrap my head around the fact that that somebody so personally despicable is so worshiped by the extreme it's yeah. just crazy to me. It's crazy to me. Uh, I, I sometimes I, think I'm in a twilight zone. I,
0: yeah, no, it definitely is confusing to me. I you know even some of my most staunchest conservative friends uh feel like they're they're uh uh Taking crazy pills as well, but yet they're not doing anything to to change it or address the most radical within uh and and I don't know that it's up to them to to necessarily solve the most radical, but boy, things are just you look at, at all of the challenges to our election process right now, and that's that's really scary shit.
1: Yeah, it it is. And I I I said the other day I was talking to somebody the other day, and I said, if you don't think that I won't stand in a line for 12 hours to cast my vote against that dude. And and, and a lot of people go, well, that's what your problem is. You, you, It's not that you like Biden. It's that you don't like Trump. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. Because if I had my druthers, I wouldn't vote for Biden either. Yeah. No. But right? at this point, a vote for, for anybody but Biden is a vote for Trump. And mm-hmm. – I mean, the dude lost my support years ago when he when he made fun of a disabled person, and I'm just that just tells you what's in his heart. So, um, and I, uh, I just I just can't fathom, um, I and I'm I'm partially Republican to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I I've voted Republican before. I've voted Democrat. I'm more of a vote for the person that I like mm-hmm. type of person. Uh, to me in 2000 when John McC- in 2008 when John McCain ran um versus Barack Obama uh and he stood up and told I don't know if you've ever seen the clip he told that that lady said that he was an arab and that he was Oh Asian. yeah. and he said no 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 we're not doing that. Oh, you right. know John McCain to me was a man of integrity and and of his word. And regardless of whether or not you may have agreed with his politics anybody that sits in a POW war camp for 5 years and uh suffers the trauma that he suffered and was offered a chance to go home and he said, F you, I'll go home when my other guys go home. Mm-hmm. He's got some 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 cojones, right? He's got yeah, some he's got some patriotism. And then when you have somebody that goes on TV and says he's a loser because he got captured, dude, I ain't got time for you. Yeah. I can't I like I can't even entertain you right now. That's that's insane to me. That I- should have been that should have been number two for people.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it, you bring up the argument of, oh, well, it's not that you, you uh, uh, love uh, Biden; it's that you hate Trump. But it really feels like there's also been a lot of, you don't really love Trump; you just hate Democrats and call them all communists. Right. Uh, and, so, and yeah, yeah. So, whatever insult you got, right? Yeah. You know, um, so it does feel like it. It certainly goes both ways. The analogy that I've used uh, this election to me, um, Joe Biden is like, is like chemotherapy. If you're healthy, chemotherapy is a bad idea. You do not, if you don't have cancer, chemotherapy is going to hurt you. Right. It, is go- it is going to make you sick. Uh, so in any other election, if we're a healthy country, I don't want that chemotherapy. Uh, but it is a very effective tool uh in fighting cancer, and that's why we use it it's and so sometimes yeah, it is a matter about being the lesser of two evils and and we've pushed
1: we've pushed the limit so far <laughs> that let's just let's take names out of it. If I said to you that there was a congressman that during a pandemic thought it would be cute to wear a gas mask in the ch- in, in 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 Congress as a joke while casting a vote for covid relief mm-hmm. you would think there's no fucking way you're making that up yeah, but yet yeah. there's representative Matt Gates who a week later tested positive for covid <laughs> right but nobody badder than i yeah nobody badder than i you have congress people that passed a certain bill and knew that that and and had gotten briefed on certain things that were going to happen and then turn around and sold stock the day before that yeah and that's just like passing news now
0: Mm
1: -hmm. you know joe biden when he ran and it's sad that i have to say this he ran in 1980 Mm -hmm. i was 10 years old i don't remember this but i watched this documentary on do you know in 1980 he got pretty much bumped out of the out of the race for one infraction, you know what it was? No. It was plagiarism. <laughs> he was so devastated by a report that he had plagiarized something yeah. that he dropped out of the race in disgrace. But we're grabbing women by the pussy and that's not even like a starting point?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's I don't Yeah, I don't know I don't know how how uh we've got here um other than to say uh uh that i will say that i i feel like uh the democrats have squandered every single opportunity they've had for the for the last 20 years really oh my gosh Uh, like every and they're so bad at optics uh you know Trump says something outrageous, and Nancy Pelosi just like, looks like a very disappointed mother and not like anyone who is actually supposed to be leading the checks and balances of executive power.
1: If the Democrats had even a remote pulse of
0: a decent leader, mm-hmm. it would
1: be a landslide. Yeah. I, I've said – I said every, every chance I get, I said since 2016 – You can squarely blame Trump's administration and the fact that he's president squarely on the Democratic Party Uh because they nominated somebody that was so despicable, right or wrong, Uh in people's eyes, that they looked at that dude and said, I would rather vote for him. Uh As clearly as maybe she was qualified, she had so much baggage. They had just dumped so much baggage on her, so much, so much, so much. That she couldn't get out from under it, and it was and the fix was in for, because from the very beginning, I mean, when when the sitting vice president Joe Biden doesn't run,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the incumbent is done, and only three Democrats decide to run for the for, for president, that's unheard of, and and two of them were people I never even heard of.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's. You it's know, I bit- think
1: that they thought the fix was in, and they were just going to run her through. And she had had so much baggage and so much despise from people that he won that's and and I'll tell you how bad of a I'll tell you how bad of a train wreck that guy was. he made Ted Cruz look like a legitimate option
0: for me oh <laughs> uh, no, i that's 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 true i mean i I absolutely get uh the Desire somebody has to vote third party. I have voted third party in in the past, um, and it wasn't meant as a protest food. It's when I felt like things were a little bit more. Um, uh, maybe I'd, I I was not <laughs> woefully opposed to the other two options, um, but it seems to me like this has just become. I I'm I'm confused that there are people that are that are undecided. First of all, I it seems to me like. Uh, the president is such a polarizing figure. It, it's, it's hard to fathom that there are people that aren't pushed to one extreme or the other with him. I think that uh, too. So I, I don't know. I, you know, I, <laughs> there's, which, there's is so that, which is the reason why
1: I think that Joe Biden is the nominee, mm-hmm. because I think that you had, I think that if you were on the left or you were, you were a Democrat, there was no other option you were going to vote Democrat. Yeah. So it's those middle of the road, half conservative, half, I'm not sure I want, I, I can stomach another four years of this guy, but I can't, I can't in good conscience as a Republican go so far left that it's against every aspect that I have, right? Mm-hmm. So somebody like Bernie Sanders or... Elizabeth Warren, I think, was too far left that if they had got the nomination, they could pull those people over. Right, yeah. so they had to have somebody that was a little more moderate and a little more in the middle. Um, Pete Buttigieg, to me, was probably a better option sure. than Joe Biden. That's who I caucused for. Um, and uh, and Cory Booker. I mean, I, but in the end, I think that's the reason why he won. Is he appealed more to that center? Area And if you look at some of the things that some of the Republicans that had served with him say about him, he can work with those people, I yeah. think. Right. And I and I think people I was thinking back the other day during his speech and when I was watching the DNC that, you know, he ran for president in 1980. Then he ran again in uh, in 98. Um, and, and I'm sorry, he ran in 84 and then. And then ran in ninety in uh, two thousand and in two thousand with Barack. And he never won. And now we're so fractured and we need somebody that's almost healing, right? Yeah. That can that can go over to the Republican side and say and, and look at Lindsey Graham, who I don't that guy's lost his mind.
0: But he's <laughs>
1: with him, right? Like yeah. he's been able to work with him. And he can say to him, uh, "Listen, I know we 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 differ on this, but you know the kind of person I am. And and let's see if we can get this kind of back on track, right? Let's not have such a hard ass line here that we can't cross. And I don't think he gives him that, you know."
0: Yeah, no, I th- I think that's I think that's a good point. I, that's something I hadn't really considered uh, before, because I, I don't think you have um Project Lincoln and Republicans against Trump and some of these other organizations that have been really vocal uh lately. Uh speaking of plagiarism, but uh yeah. I don't think you have those groups nearly as vocal uh, if you have an Elizabeth Warren or a Bernie Sanders. Um no. because they're not as as optimistic. Now one one could say you know, I think I think some cynical people have already kind of argued that that uh, that means that Joe is going to continue to kind of give in on on some GOP strong arm tactics. But I think it is a, a calculated kind of smart way to kind of push him because it felt to me, I don't know, I, I got into a debate with someone on Twitter. It felt to me that that uh, he was kind of getting pushed as the presumptive nominee before he ever even sealed up uh, the nomination. And it it does seem like there's some calculation there. That's something I hadn't considered before, that, that because he's he's more centrist than those other people that, that normally would have just said, okay, I hate Trump, but I don't want to be, you know, that far left, so I'm going to go ahead and vote Trump. I think now you're getting that because of that. So maybe maybe it's a smarter a smarter nomination than than I've given it credit for. I don't know.
1: I that's just how I how I viewed it before. Uh is that I I do think that there's if we just like if I think if well 4 years ago is a good a good example for me. I um I had made a decision that I I was I I had evolved a little bit more towards the conservative side when it came to fiscally conservative and things like that, mm-hmm. um, I'm also more of a social moderate. Uh, I believe that uh, gays and lesbians should have the same rights to marry at whoever they want, just as I do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I believe uh, I believe in the sanctity of life, whether it's from conception or the death penalty. So I'm kind of a guy without a party, to be 100 yep. percent honest with you. But and I entertained, and I and and I had. I had really supported John Kasich. Yeah. Um, but for me, the way I rectified it was I voted for Hillary Clinton, but then I pulled full Republican ticket on the other side to keep her in check. Mm-hmm. Now in hindsight, I look at that and think that was a terrible fucking idea. <laughs> Every one of those are spineless jellyfish who, you know, saw Trump sell our country down the road. and, didn't stand up and stand up for what america believes in Uh so guess what pulling full blue this time and i don't care who knows it
0: yeah you know i i'm i'm very similar in in that uh i have i've been uh pretty largely uh socially liberal fiscally conservative i i tend to vote uh probably more republican in uh, state elections and more Democrat in in national elections uh, but that usually has to do with the fact that where I've lived uh, we could probably uh, we already have some pretty good liberties uh, and now I'm more concerned about how my tax dollars are spent whereas on a right. national I think I think on a national scale that there's still a lot of opportunities for us to be more socially conscious so I've probably that's probably how I split it down the middle Uh but not just the way the president has acted, but the way that the party has has fallen in line and it hasn't held him in check. I think people think that I that I'm a liberal because I uh, constantly rag on on Republicans, and I'm not. What I say is, they're like the Yankees. I hate the Yankees. It doesn't make me a Boston fan. I'm, I'm not a Red Sox fan okay. because I hate the Yankees, but I hate the Yankees. Right. With. Uh, <laughs>
1: To me those people aren't Republicans though, right? Yeah, that's true. People like Jim Jordan and 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 Donald Trump and and uh Matt Gates and that whole crew of fanatic, you know, they're they're not Republicans. They're just not. They don't believe in the they the, they're so fringe right, it's it's crazy to me.
0: Yeah.
1: It's crazy to me. And they they don't represent what I believe to be the the Republican party that I think of when I think of of Ronald Reagan and George Bush, uh, I just those aren't it. Bob Bob Dole. I mean, it's just that's just not it. So, yeah. and it'll be interesting to see what happens if he loses. What happens with that party and how that evolves? Yeah, no, that that, that will be. Or will they become more what they used to be?
0: Yeah, I, I think, and I think that 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 part of that too is how how the Democrats respond. You know, do they feel like this was such a major victory, and they go whole hog, and they won't now they won't work uh, across the aisle, or and so then that continues to to push people back further right, or do they see this as as a, a way to kind of find a lot more middle ground? I don't know. They've I, they've hijacked I think
1: the angry person and what people are angry about and I and I'm I'm angry about it too right yeah. like I, I I I think that sometimes we're oversensitive to things and I think that we sometimes but that's not a mantra for me to then change how America works <laughs> that's not, you know that's not how that evolves i it's not it's back to what we talked about before it's not cancer culture it's back to your consequences of your actions
0: yeah i thought i thought it was interesting that that the uh as part of the republican national convention uh they were they've been focusing on talking on protecting uh first amendment rights and decrying cancel culture and i just think you have uh, you know, half of the legislation branch, the executive branch, the judicial branch, over half of the state governors, you already have control. If you're worried about censorship and First Amendment rights, you are the government that right. you feel is censoring you. Like, it, I, there's, there's a disconnect there. I quickly uh,
1: also want to remind people, speaking of that, that it was the Republican administration that shut the economy down. Like they're all bitching and moaning that you know we didn't get back to work and we and we did all this stuff, but I don't remember Joe Biden marching in there and giving that order. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it, and and I don't blame I don't blame President Trump for for the virus or whatever else, but if you're a man who you say you are, and he stood up there four years ago in his little re- acceptance speech and said when the, when the crisis happens and 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 there's bad things that are happening uh who would you rather answer the phone would you rather have hillary or would you rather have me who's going to be strong and take care of america okay dude well that's what you said you were and you dropped the ball yeah you dropped the ball yeah and his fake tough guy i'm a big i'm a big man i'm going to tell you something men don't gas innocent people And then grab a Bible and march down the street like you're some fake-ass tough guy and then stand in front of a church and take a picture. Okay? A tough guy is owning up to his mistakes, looking at the camera and saying, I fucked up, I'm going to take care of it, and I take responsibility. That's what my dad taught me. Is you take responsibility for your actions and you be a man about it. And he's not a man. When you sulk away and you can't take the hard questions from a smart female reporter and you don't respect that, you're not a man.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I, think, I had think a little bit too much vodka here. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think uh, uh, we're, we're probably uh, at about time. Uh, we've, we've covered, uh, a, a, an awful lot, but we still have plenty more that that uh, we can complain about, so i don't feel like we've we've spent it all yet. Uh, is there anything you know we kind of want to close out with any 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 positive light or anything you, you'd want to go ahead and, and uh, focus on and end us on a good note
1: you know let's let's tell one funny story to end it each of us maybe we can come up with one yeah you know i and i'll i'll throw this out here teased it a little bit today i got a a great graduation story i remember i was finishing college last semester and i went into my advisor well first i switched majors to political science because i'd gotten kicked out for grades at one point and i came back in and i asked the lady i said what's the degree i'm closest to (laughs) <laughs> and she's like what and i was like what let's look at my options here all right? because i've wasted two years and she's like oh i don't know your x number of degrees from a poly sci degree and i was like sign me up sounds good let's let's you know because my dad always said college degree will get you through the door uh it doesn't matter what you do you go get you go learn how to run a business and i'll show you how to make money that's what my dad used to say yeah so Uh, so I get to my last semester and I've realized I've, I'm missing a science credit and I can hate science. So I get signed up for this physics one Oh one, the science for the non-scientists. That was the name of the
0: class.
1: And I think I went three times out of the entire semester, all exam times. Yep. I go into the final. I have no idea what I'm doing. No idea what's on this final. It's a physics final. I no idea. I'm done in ten minutes. <laughs> I already know this isn't good. And you know, this is 1994. You can't log in and look at your grade. You have no idea. Yeah. So I walked out of there having no idea if I passed that final or not. None. And a week and a half passes, and I don't bother to call and check because <laughs> I don't know the answer right. <laughs> <laughs> What am I going to do? Go tell my dad that I didn't, you know, I didn't pass this final and I didn't graduate. But again, like we talked about before, what would I do? I just stuck my head in the sand, hoped it went away. <laughs> the day of graduation, we get in the car, we're driving to graduation. I'm married at the time to my first wife. Her parents are in the car behind us. We got like 20 people going to this college graduation. I don't know that I passed this final that I'm graduating. I have no idea. <laughs> uncomfortable scared 45 minute car ride of my life because i'm like what do i say if i go in there my name's not on this list <laughs> like, and i'm thinking to myself now as a dad if my fucking kid drove me all the way up there oh, my first question would be what are you thinking like wh- do you have an exit plan here that if you go up there, you don't <laughs> you don't have to graduate like wh- i can't believe you made me drive all the way up here so I go in, and I, I'm like, I'll see you guys later. You go to your seats. I'm going to go get my cap and gown. And I walk in, and I and I, they have all these chairs lined out with names. And I walked over, and there was a chair with my name on it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <thank> God. <laughs> so that's my graduation story from Iowa State. But, you know, like, you can't stick your head in the sand, right? Yeah. Sometimes there's tough things, and you got to just man up, and you got to – accept him and find out and and whatever the answer is you take the punches and you roll with it and you move on and it makes you who you are right but i look at that and go man that was really dumb that was that was not smart
0: oh yeah no that's that's uh that's impressive i don't think that i would be able to handle that anxiety i think i'd have to know ahead of time i i don't i don't think i could have could have handled it. I, I mean, I do remember after my, my very last final ever, I, I was a uh, a winter, uh, a fall term graduate, and so I went out and did snow angels right in front of Parks Library, because uh, I was so happy to be done, and then I hugged a, a random, I don't know if it was a professor, or if it was a woman that worked at the library, or, or whatever, I ran over and I shouted, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, and she said that was nice, and I gave her a hug, so... Um, <laughs> Uh, but I was I was confident you know I, I did not I did not ace that final uh, by any means, but I was confident that that uh, I was gonna be done. I don't think man I just I just have too, too much anxiety for stuff like that. Um,
1: I don't know how I did it because I, 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 I have high worry problems as it is <laughs> I just, just, just worry about stuff. So I'm not sure how I lasted for a week and a half without knowing. Uh, but yeah, getting in the car and halfway up there, I was like, "I, I, if my name's not on that list, I got to figure out how to get out of here."
0: Man, I, you know, I don't even know that I have a story that can top that. I'll think of something for for next time, because uh, that's pretty, that's pretty incredible. Uh, I'm just picturing you just sitting in a car, just trying not to sweat profusely trying to just act cool like everything's fine and this is normal uh but well you can picture
1: that it was an old bench seat in the car so we had family in the back seat so it was my dad me in the middle and And i was probably pushing 350 pounds so i was (laughs) profusely anyways
0: oh that's awesome Awesome. Alright, well, I'll, I'll think if, if I can come up with one for next time, but uh, uh, no, I, I think, uh, I think this this, uh, well, we'll, uh, we'll keep on thinking of things that we want to complain about. Uh, once again, this was Old Men Yells at Clouds, brought to you by the Tailgate Society, and sponsored by Deadeye Barbecue Sauce, the best damn barbecue sauce in the world. Until next time, I'm Tim Johnston with Chris Shipley. We'll see you later.